Hello there, I'm Marilyn and this is a very special month in the life of this podcast. I'm calling it Show Off Month, where throughout March I'll be showing off women in my world in shorter episodes. But today I'm starting off by sharing my vision, something I've been, <laughs> let's say, skirting around for years. But for want of a metaphor, I have wriggled out of my cocoon and I'm now spreading my wings about. Mm. <laughs> you see, I've been tired, really exhausted. Yeah, we've had the pandemic. Yeah, we're at war. But this is a tiredness from lack of vision or rather a denying of purpose. And I took most of last year out really diving deep, a kind of a, a life sabbatical, if you will, because I felt my my career, my business, my direction was hurtling in a direction that wasn't where I was meant to go. And in this episode, I'm sharing my personal why and story. See, for years I've mentored and coached and cheered on leadership. I've always had a thing about it. Don't know why. It's it's just been a word. Uh, well, it is a word laden with uh, you know often a very masculine, powerful energy. But that's not why I was attracted to it. I was a very shy girl. I came from the country in a very sheltered environment. But there was something about the true essence of leadership as a vehicle or as a container of or a motivator of inspiration and influence that attracted me. But I succumbed to that mainstream message when it came to my own business that says, well, you can't teach that. It's too, you know, it's too intangible. It's okay for corporate or you know, B2B or executive coaching but not women in general. Marilyn, you've got a niche down and you know, perhaps why don't you help women grow their businesses? And so I did. And so for the last few years, uh, when I moved into an online business, online education space, I've been doing that. But after listening to my soul, I realized this goes a little further than that, just a little further than just a few years of my own personal brand. I kind of wound down my life over a decade and I admittedly say I've been playing and operating smaller each year. Now, after escaping a very oppressive anti-women in leadership culture, and I'll share more about that on future episodes, I went from teaching and inspiring leadership to the practical, see, imagine air quotes, a job of marketing, branding and business growth. And yeah, I loved it and I excelled at it. When we're not smack banging in the calling, and I don't believe we just have one, I believe it's, it's, it's more complex than that. We'll talk about that another time. But when we do that, it becomes more of a pressure, not so much a pleasure. Because I can say confidently, I was born to empower and inspire women to lead their worlds. And I've had this lead your phrase for a while, but I'd been dumbing down what it was really about. Did I know about this consciously? Not fully. I was aware of the tiredness. I was aware of being like a train with its a wheel off the track. 
And yes, it's taken a while to get this clarity and you might relate to this totally right now. And so I'm making formally an announcement on this very episode to say, it's a commitment to say I'm back on track and I'm taking up my calling, embracing it fully. Yikes, can't believe I've just said that. And I commit to empowering women, inspiring them, equipping them, teaching them to lead. Yes, I can teach you how to grow your business, but that's not my full calling. I guess the first time I really heard this was, I did the numbers, 29 years ago. Oh my gosh. It was, and it was a, it was a moment I can mark in time because my dad gave me, I think it was for Christmas, a book. It was a new book uh, about what was called Developing the Leader Within by John Maxwell who at that time, and I think he still is, a leadership expert. And that book put into words what I knew to be true, what I knew was on my heart, what I knew, if I put in, use that language, what my calling was. I'd done a long architecture degree. I'd operated as an exec in a corporation, and I was in the position of a national training and development manager. And so I used that inspiration and quickly developed my own leadership development program. And I really was a fish in water. And as I said before, I'd always had this thing for leadership. And despite being shy, which I actually now see was caused by a shaming pattern from my father and the religious culture I was born into, and I was often getting trouble for being bossy, I knew this was for me. Now, the same behaviour would have attracted praise in a, in a boy. Doesn't he show leadership potential, they would have said. But back then, I had no clue about gender or gender equality. I just heard stop being bossy. I loved seeing great leadership in action. The little glimpses I did in my very sheltered world, perhaps historical figures or contemporary figures or on, you know, on the movie screen. I never really distinguished between gender growing up. But the last few years has laid on my heart the very great need of the planet for a new kind of leadership, a new flavour an entirely new species of leadership, a fusion of feminine and masculine. It's not just about gender equality of leadership. It's not just about numbers, but about effectiveness, about heart, and honestly, about the survival of the human race. Now, women do one thing, well, they do more than one thing beautifully, but this thing we do really well, to do with biology, we grow life. We nurture, we give birth. And through women, as the Dalai Lama said prophetically at the Vancouver Peace Summit a decade ago, the world will be saved by the Western woman. And whether it's Western or not Western, I believe he's hinted at something really true. What he meant is that women inherently bring a greater focus on nurturing and connecting in other words, love, which is the cure of wounds of our time, sorely needed, not just through words, not just through theory, not just through this vision that, oh, one day, but we know it now. So here's my vision. I'm owning it. And this month, I'm releasing my new website, some new programs and speaking up louder than I ever have before. So I have an agenda, unapologetically. <laughs> The thing I came for at this time in history, to empower women to lead their worlds. I believe every woman across the globe should be given this opportunity. One of my absolute favourite quotes is by Melinda Gates. 
And she says, if you want to lift up humanity, empower women. And I believe that because when you empower women, the whole of humanity rises. Now, is this just a pie in the sky vision? Is this just, oh, no, this is too hard. No, this, no, no. There's this little thing called the 3.5% rule. And history proves it, that a small minority can actually change the world. And they did this study to see that revolutions, disruptions, big events, big changes happen through the world. They've done the numbers and it only takes 3.5%. So think about this. In a few years, sooner than later, we're going to hit 8 billion human beings. Take Let's, let's just count down the 3.5%. That means if there's 8 billion human beings, we need 280 million influencers. 3% of that, 9.8 million leaders. 3.5% of that, 343,000, perhaps leader of leaders. 3.5% of that, 12,000. 3.5% of that, 420 people awakening leaders. Right down to 15. 15 people, that is all we need to take, initiators. If I can influence 15 people right now, even those of you who are listening to this podcast, 15 people, and then use that 3.5% and 3.5 and then 3.5, the light can spread. It doesn't matter what you call them, leaders, influencers, inspirators, initiators, leader of leaders. Get the picture. See the amazing possibility. The vision can spread. Women can affect leadership everywhere. Brand leaders, thought leaders, industry leaders, environment, education, art, health, science, politics, families, real high consciousness, inspirationalists, people who are living smack bang in their high calling, building compassionate and powerful movements, brands, incomes and impact from their unique what I use all the time, their unique wow. New leaders for a new world, a new era that we desperately need. Actually changing the world from the inside out, not just talking about it. How we do it? <laughs> By awakening women to stop reacting, stop just following, stop comparing and start leading. And we need to reimagine that whole word of leadership redefine leadership and change the picture of it that we have of pinstripes and corporate navy blue suits and boardrooms and war rooms and call forth women to be the leaders their world's absolutely craving for, embodying leadership, not taking it on as a role or a job title, but embodying their leadership identity and purpose because when women awaken that inside them, the results are phenomenal. When women are switched on to the magic that they can create and cheer each other on, I believe the earth, the planet smiles. So I hope you enjoy these special editions throughout March. The whole purpose of this project is to celebrate and highlight and use International Women's Day and Women's History Month as an opportunity to celebrate women, to show off about them, which is something we 
very uncomfortable with. My desire is to bring a little insight, encouragement, inspiration, and even a little joy and beauty at a difficult time on the planet. And most importantly, to help me on this mission to reimagine leadership for women. Not for the sake of gender equality, although that is noble, but for the sake of humanity. I hope you really enjoy this show-off month. <music> <laughs>